0: Welcome to The next, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I am Justin Hartung. And I'm Fanny Darling. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we will always do our best to let you know that they are coming. This episode, we're talking about Bad Sisters, Apple TV's remake of a Flemish show about four sisters who are considering desperate measures to get rid of their fifth sister's creepo husband. We've also got thoughts on Barbarian and The Woman King. Bonus, we learned that Flemish is not the same as Belgian, and there are singular and plural scars guards. All right, as always, a plea to review us and rate us. Uh, Rating is stars. (laughs) Review Review us. Plus all of it. I mean, reviewing is like, go crazy. Say some nice stuff. Oh, now he's making eye
1: contact with me because I was trying to make him crack up at the intro
0: and he was ignoring me. Rating is just some stars. One, two, review is like, why why one, two? Why four? Who knows? Tell us. Um, So, yes, you can do that on many places, including Apple Podcasts, You'll figure out wherever else you need to. You're smart people. Um, our main topic this week is Bad Sisters. Uh, this is an excellent... Sorry, uh, just tipping our hat here. There's no way to not say it. Awesome. Uh, show on Apple TV. Uh, we are both enjoying the heck out of this show. Uh, we have watched... Um, it's a 10-episode season, and we've seen at least... Seven. Like, yeah, seven episodes each. And I think we're going to have to talk about spoilers, so... Maybe we'll do a little up top here. Just right. like immediately say if you have not seen Bad Sisters and you like uh, sort of murder mysteries and dark comedies about family dynamics and terrific showcases for actors, including Sharon Horgan, then just go watch the show and come back and listen to it. Um, if not, and you're watching this with us, uh, or if you just want to get turned on with some spoilers, uh, we are about to go full in on the Bad Sisters. Yes. Uh, this is as we said up top a remake of the Flemish Flemish show Clan. It is a comedic, comedic, comedic murder <laughs> mystery with dramatic overtones, uh, starting with the death of the world's worst ever husband. Yeah, He's not good. And then tracking backward to figure out who done it. Uh, Sharon Horgan of Catastrophe and yes game night the very contentious um infamous i mean uh, contentious for justin
1: everybody else who has any taste thought it was great
0: (laughs) she plays eva the seemingly most centered sister of the Garvey family what is she uh the sisters band together to figure out if they are willing to take uh the next drastic steps to get rid of jp the husband of uh their sister grace he is the worst guy ever in the history of bad guys on tv Um, yeah, so... Like,
1: sometimes I have to turn it off. He's so mad. (laughs) He makes me so mad I have to, like, step away for five or ten minutes because he just,
0: ugh! And it turns out the actor who plays him is also a pop star in Denmark or some kind of pop artist. Um, But, man, this guy is good. My first thought when watching this show was... Somebody must have offered him James Bond, and Dave looked it up, and apparently they had. And he really? basically said something to the effect of like, "You must I'm be high. too old, and you right. must be high." Like, yeah. Um,
1: so instead, I'm going to play this complete piece of shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think about scissors? I mean, I mean, we Irish <laughs>
1: countryside, Sharon Horgan, really weird murder mystery, funny plot. This show is darling nip, so I love it. What do you think?
0: Uh, this show was so darling nip that I was worried to watch it because I was like <laughs> I'm going to just only disappoint her if I don't like have to total... I was
1: prepared for you not to like it. I was like if he doesn't like it, it's going to be okay. Just you you still love him. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love this show. It's like probably one of the, like the best TV shows I've seen so this good. year. I am riveted by it. It's It works. I mean, I'm not normally a big kind of murder mystery, like, especially like Scandinavian, Northern European sort of. And this show, Smartly, kind of does a little of that, but it's not really about that. It's mostly about these sisters. Wow, all of these actors. I wish I had looked up more names because I really only know Sharon Horgan's name and Eve Hewson. Eve um, Houston
1: plays Becca. She is uh, actually Bono's daughter. Strangely, crazy um, town. But she's Bono's she plays the youngest. Uh, uh, Sharon Horgan is the oldest. Eve Houston is the youngest. She plays Becca. They're both amazing. The woman that plays Grace is. I mean, they're all great.
0: I but, mean, these are all people. This is yeah. the kind of show that has you like scrambling to the internet, figuring out who these people are, and yeah. we just didn't write them down. But um, it is so well. Like I, 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 we were watching it. And my one of my questions to you was like, do they do these people all do like a comedy show together? Like, did have they right. work together because they are so familiar with each other that they feel like real sisters um, in a way that I don't think I've ever seen on TV. No, they're
1: really like, good. It, it has that same sort of quick, rapid fire. We must have put them all together in a good practice room that the bear has, yeah, of right. this natural it's chemistry true. and this natural flow of conversation. oh, they're just so good, it's so good,
0: so funny, and it does this really funny, weird, disturbing trick where you're watching it, and I think as we sit up top, you're like. Like yeah, should this get like should somebody kill this guy? They're having these conversations, and in almost anything else, I'd be like, okay, I'm riding along with this because this is a dark comedy. But you watch this, and you're like, right, you're there like, no, with kill
1: them. them, kill him, <laughs> kill him now, kill him better, kill him more.
0: And yet, it's not. It's like none of it is cartoonish. I no, think. it's like even him, he's terrible and he's awful, and like, but he's I've layered known that guy. And it's nuanced writing. It's mm-hmm. just very. You can understand why every character is in the position they're in, Mm -hmm. in a way that is so rare for TV. I've
1: known that guy, and I've had things where it was like, you know if murder was legal for ten minutes... You know, there wouldn't, like, and I wouldn't feel bad about it. And and that feels creepy to say, but I've known people that were that awful to people I loved that it was just like, what the fuck, you know, or that awful to me. Uh, Let's be honest, it was to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good thing we will never do that because uh, this podcast will be evidence.
1: No, Um. because, well... I mean, I just said if murder was legal for 10 minutes. If we're living the purge, yeah, I got yeah. a list. What He's can I say? definitely on the top of the list yeah. for yeah. the purge.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, this show, it's just, uh, it's funny. And all the sisters are so distinct yes. in their problems without also feeling like they are kind of like, like they agendas or problems to be solved yeah. among like a stereotype idea right. for five sisters or whatever they it's weren't very, just checking them off yeah, yeah they're yeah. so nuanced they're all kind of funny they're all like a little unhinged they're all a little like dangerous in their own way yep. um but they're all hilariously funny and yep. there's nothing you want more to then just like watch them to get together at the table with like a bottle of wine and, and have it all like be okay right yeah yeah i yep. really really like the show um there's a twist that kind of comes towards the three-quarter point where we are yep. that we won't spoil, I guess, because no. I don't know. No We've been it. pretty good about this, but great twist. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> this is masterful storytelling, and now I can't wait to know like what the, the rest of the show is. Um, I love it. I, so it's over, though, right? It's a limited series after this? I don't know. I well,
1: assume, yeah. but I don't know.
0: Was the original only one series? I have no or idea. I no? Yeah. no idea. Um, anything else you want to say about it? I talked a lot no okay no i'm um, good sharon horgan uh yeah. just she's make it, making me want to go back to, to game night to watch sharon horgan wow like that's where i'm at with like she is what? she's s- the best so man fucking good i mean she is ireland's england's ireland she's, she's irish oh my good um, lord connie Britton.
1: <laughs> yeah um, no absolutely and just... <laughs> you know how i am about connie Britton. <laughs> yeah
0: but. although i almost think she's better. I mean she's, she's
1: great. she's, I, she's so
0: captivating in this and she's uh and such a great sort of portrayal of a character that's, you know, single and of a certain age and which everybody like is constantly judging her about mm-hmm. and being crazy about and she handles it with such like funny like aplomb and turns it into a joke, but also like her feelings about it are complicated right. and real yep. and I it's such such good writing. Mm-hmm. And like every 10 minutes, I'm just like, holy shit, who is writing this show? Yep. Um, I don't actually know who is. is, she, is she, I, don't I,
1: know. I assume that she probably has some hand yeah. in it because she is a writer, but yeah. she is not listed as... Uh, she's an executive producer, I believe, but I don't think she's listed on the writing room. But Yeah.
0: The show's great. I, yep. Bad Sisters, Apple TV. Yep.
1: The, the insurance kit, guys, we haven't even touched uh, on the Gleason yes. brother. <laughs>
0: and- <laughs> the Gleason brother and the fact that I was so... Obsessed yeah. with his age. Yeah, and um. Justin got real
1: <laughs> sidetracked by the fact that this guy's 35 years old. He kind of looks 35 years old, guys, but, you know, whatever. Um,
0: yeah, I was reading Harder Irish. But face I love the,
1: the character, you know, him and his, you know, quote unquote illegitimate younger half brother that he didn't know about and their complicated relationship and their complicated relationship around their father who there's some there's a spoilers that's come up in the it comes up in the last couple of episodes I won't go too much into that and them having to deal with that but they are delightful and the love story between one of them and one of the sisters is very sweet and you care What's funny is that you care about both of these competing stories because if the insurance bros win, then one of these girls is probably going to prison. If the girls win, then these guys are financially destitute and his pregnant wife is like on the dole or whatever, or you know they have to declare bankruptcy. And you're rooting
0: for all of them. You're
1: rooting for all of them. (laughs) And you're certainly rooting for the younger brother, why can't I remember his name, and Becca to work out because they're the sweetest couple in the world. And yeah, no, it's... So it's, it just has to end in JP being the worst and it's all being okay that he's dead.
0: And the good people chilling at the 40-foot
1: yep, drop the 40, or whatever it is. It just, I think they just call it 40-foot. 40 40 foot. It's a,
0: it's yeah, a, it's lovely a swim swim swimming hole yep. in the lake.
1: And it is actually a swimming club <laughs> Yeah, on the outskirts of Dublin.
0: There's also just the setting of this show is so just beautiful. pure, like... Travel porn, like mm-hmm. you're just like I want to go there. I want to eat, drink in that pub. Yep. And every time they're like, it's funny because every time they're supposed to be like, oh god, that pub or like those, like you're like that curry. Yeah, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that all sounds lovely. Sign me up. I Let's go. There. Complaining yeah. about it. Like, yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. Great show. Can't wait. Please to see Please check it, it goes. out.
1: Please watch it. It's we'll, really We'll probably good. have
0: some further thoughts after the finale because yep. we both have some theories. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've been co-nurturing some theories that I think Fanny's landed on a good one. Do we want to stake our claim here? Okay, I mean, you have to skip forward. I mean, wait, forward. this is okay. a show that also has been out, so we right. can't claim too much. You can well, we haven't watched that or Google.
1: I'm about to say who I think did this and, and what has happened. So you can skip forward 15 seconds because it's going to be real quick. One, two, three. Skip forward now. I think it was the youngest daughter. I think it's Grace's daughter, Blonard, who... Uh, accidentally uh murders her father and they are all covering for her that's what i think
0: cosine i think it's a good theory all of our our flemish listeners out there you're probably laughing at us either because <laughs> yes. you're like okay it's been out for years we have so many Flemish listeners exactly or you're like you dummies and whatever yeah. however that sounds to the flemish
1: we don't know that they can't um Change the ending too by the that's,
0: way that's that's true as yeah. we if we learn nothing from M. Night Shyamalan's uh, knock at the door this week uh, uh, <laughs> okay we gotta do a quick detour into this uh mm-hmm. This is kind of just while we're thinking of it, because it's not in our notes. If I knew how um, to flare my nostrils, I would be flaring them. Shyamalan's new movie uh, is called Knock at the Door. We've known for a little while this is a remake of an author we've talked about Based many times. Based on, not remake. Yes. not yes. Adaptation. Based on adaptation of Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. Um, the trailer dropped this week. It's pretty good. It looks exactly like Cabin at the End of the World so far. Yeah, it's a two and um, a half minute trailer. Yeah. You
1: know what it doesn't include?
0: Yeah. Paul Tremblay. Tremblay's name. And, like, Shyamalan, even worse, is tweeting about it nonstop and Mm -hmm. not mentioning him. Today he did. I don't know if you saw that. no He clearly heard everybody, like, really, like, firing at him at all cylinders and said, oh, a special thank you to Paul Tremblay, whose novel, like, without it, this movie would not exist. It's inspired by this novel. I don't know why... Like why did that do t-
1: because this is the is if I'm not mistaken, this is one of the first times that he's ever done somebody else's IP.
0: Uh the last one was old was based on a French comic book, which oh, I'm sure okay. nobody complained about because nobody knew. Because <laughs> nobody knew. But yeah. this
1: is like and Tremblay – I mean Avatar, King himself has set well, yeah, okay, Avatar. But King himself has like named Tremblay as his heir parent. Tremblay brings all kinds of shit to the table, and he's a hell of a nice guy. And he has been promoting this before people even realize that this is what it was based on. And to have Shyamalan just be a complete asshole about it and to just let it be like, oh, I'm this cool Artur, and I make these beautiful films. And, and I probably have this put great- a
0: shitty twist on the yep. end of this that nobody's going to want anyways. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and to leave him out of it and to not have based on the novel by that's it's such disrespect to Paul Tremblay, who... You would bring a bunch of people to the table who might not even give a shit about your crappy movies, I mean, I'm M. Night.
0: guessing a huge yes. swath of Paul Tremblay fans are classy enough to be like, I would not go see this movie other than the fact that Paul Tremblay yes. wrote it.
1: absolutely. So. I wouldn't.
0: Yeah. I so. wouldn't
1: because I'm not a Shyamalan person anymore. Yeah. I've been a Shyamalan person for years. Yeah. I like a bunch of his movies. I think he makes great directing decisions. I think his movies are beautiful. But he shits the bed in the third act yeah. every single time. Yeah. And I think it's crappy that he uh, pretended like he made this amazing thing and left Tremblay out of it.
0: I'm guessing there was some sort of legal fear or whatever. Like, some studio head was like, you're not allowed to say this. But either way, we, nixed. we gotta nix. We got a nix. We haven't had one for a while. We fucking nix just the ultimate disrespect of Paul Tremblay mm. this week because... That book, well, I've said before, I don't think I ever could watch a straight adaptation because it's way too horrifying, and the Shyamalan one may actually be more my speed, um, but... Talk just talk about it, don't, and also don't <laughs> stick your name in front of it like it's yeah. something you made because literally the entire trailer is everything from the book. Yeah, absolutely, um,
1: absolutely. So. And I get why they changed it the name because Cabin at the End of the World is so close to Cabin in the Woods. Totally, yeah. I it. get why they changed the title. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, and it is, and, and it's still that is what starts all of the drama of the movie. Yeah. Is this knock at the cabin? Yeah. So I get that, but other than that. Just put his name on it. That's all you gotta do. Exactly. Just say
0: yeah, or definitely keep your name off the front of it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) just yeah. It's not M Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin because
0: you put it down there because
1: you or because you changed the title. Exactly. No.
0: Ah, All right. Okay. Moving on. That's our rant. Um, Something Happier uh, reboot is something we both watched. Uh, We did. This is a new series on Hulu. There are three episodes. It comes from Stephen Levitan, who I did not know the name immediately, but uh, (laughs) once you watch the show, it's immediately apparent. This is the guy behind Modern Family. Uh, It's very much in that style. It is about a sitcom from the 90s. It has been. Late 80s, early late 90s. 80s, early 90s. It has been sort of rebooted, uh, much like the Connors. Uh, it's kind of that. Fuller House. Fuller House. That style thing. Um, it stars Keegan Michael Key uh, as the kind of the main kind of father in the family. Rachel Bloom as the show runner with her. Writer. Writer with Paul Reiser, who's involved in the previous iteration of it. Judy Greer playing a fucking hilarious sort of. You know, aging actor mom, yeah. Yeah, as the yeah. mom. Uh, and Johnny Knoxville.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's fine, guys. Justin just really hates him. He's fine.
0: Because uh, uh, so... he's
1: had to watch lots of Broken Bones and he's bitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what what did you think of Reboot? Let's start with you.
1: Uh, I'm like 10 degrees past neutral toward I like it on my scale. I, I don't dislike this show. I called every beat of it. I called every, like, wowza ending of all three episodes. I mean, the wowza in the second episode isn't as big as the first two, but I called them, I called all three of them. I'm still going to give it a Hulu season. I liked it just fine. I mean, this feels like damning with faint praise, but I liked it just fine. And I really liked some things. Let's call it Rachel Bloom and, you know. Greer uh, <laughs> Let's be honest That's what I like i put
0: but, Key in there too Well and Key's and good
1: Yeah yeah And the Everybody but Knoxville The, the woman that we didn't <laughs> That That just doesn't come in Until midway through The first three episodes She comes in halfway Through the second season Who's like the newcomer To the cast second episode yeah She's friggin great Yeah I, I The kid is
0: meh He's kind of good For what he's, he's doing He's fine Yeah But I can't see a lot of Potential there Yeah
1: well See what happens. I I didn't hate it. It worked on me. I don't think it's great. what do you think?
0: I was you know, I started this and I had a very similar reaction of like, wow, this is really gonna depend on the second episode. Like it's so yeah. uh it's what I used to call, um, you know, back in my young, shallow, gay bar scene days, which I was terrible at, let's face it, but it would sort of be like, someone would be like, oh, that guy's hot or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, that's a real, like, personality dependent like right. it's gonna go it could go either way yeah. like. well because
1: i was out after i mean i was more toward out yeah. after the pilot than even you were i was like yeah, i'm gonna give this another one but i don't uh, this is so modern family and i was done with yeah modern it has family. that
0: rhythm it's a little it feels a little smug a yeah, little like, dated a you little didn't network-y. see this coming
1: yeah i did yeah
0: <laughs> but the cast is great um and i will say the second episode it's like I think it moved from Modern Family a little closer to, like, Arrested Development, plus with a little heart in it.
1: Yeah, because I'm, like, Arrested Development, not nice
0: my Yeah, and I, I it does have <laughs> that jam a little bit. Um, yeah. It made me cackle at least once per episode, especially yep. kind of once I got into the rhythm of it. I am worried about what they're going to do and where this right. is going to go. There's something where you watch this where you're like... They don't have a good runway for this. No, and they're
1: kind of enjoying that they're on Hulu so they can say fucking cunt.
0: Yeah. Uh, They're enjoying
1: that a lot. Sorry, everyone. That word doesn't freak me out, but it freaks out a lot of people. So sorry. Um, But they're really enjoying that they can do that.
0: There's a really great performance from Paul Reiser. I really think Paul Reiser is like our uh, new undersung weird national treasure old guy. Like, um, I'm really enjoying him in this. And he and Rachel Bloom are...
1: They're delightful together. So delightful And I did love it when they brought the old people writer's room and the young people writer's room together that they had something there. Yeah. Especially as they start to riff on each other. I really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. Um, And great. It's so funny. That's a perfect example of though like you're like I liked both sides of that mm -hmm. fence. I don't can't imagine a show in which you are actually writing these two interacting every week right and like if you do that this show will work (laughs) it's like your real test right keep
1: that writer's room (laughs) keep all six of those weird characters firing insults and but also digging each other keep that going you're gonna be okay yeah
0: by the end of that episode i think that was one of the ones where i was like okay there's if you do this i'm with you yep Yep. the minute the
1: queer playwright called the old (laughs) jewish woman a slut i was in
0: (laughs) and also she was hilarious the older woman so good um so funny um yeah, I'm. 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 Curious. I'm cautiously curious. I don't like Johnny Knoxville. I don't know why. I just don't. And it's not necessarily even his performance. I just don't really understand the character. I think I just don't I'm like. And I, you're scarred
1: from all the broken, broken bones. It's
0: fine. From what? what is all it?
1: the broken bones from the, all the shit that Dave makes you watch with Johnny Knoxville oh, and the I, broken bones. Oh, I don't bones. even watch any of that stuff. So <laughs> all the bad grandpa shit.
0: His big fake swinging. Pers- prosthetic balls like that's the oh. thing that dave loves to talk about um all oh, right
1: oh now i'm upset yeah
0: reboot we're giving it a in the old uh boot uh, toot uh rupaul thing it's like a boot yeah <laughs> i guess yeah I it's, guess, a, yeah. it's a, a temporary boot
1: we'll let you know no
0: a toot what's good on rupaul i don't a toot. know Toot. Um, yes <laughs> because
1: booting's like kicking you in the ass horn. yeah he yeah.
0: no, no. gets a toot tootish tootie oh, oh my god um. you're still doing it <laughs> <laughs> all right um the patient this is on hulu as well it's a very hulu heavy week yeah. uh this also is... a gleason brother yes also a gleason <laughs> brother uh this in a is real weird wig st- many weird wigs <laughs> uh, or at least two i don't know uh this is steve krell as a um therapist who is treating Donald Gleason, who just seems like a treating dime store (laughs) douchebag at first and then Steve Krell I mean this is the first episode so it's not a spoiler say he wakes up he's been first scene prisoned by Kathy Bates I mean Donald Gleason, and (laughs) he is uh stuck in a situation where this guy wants therapy to not be Dexter I mean whatever his character's name is Um, to not be
1: a serial killer
0: (laughs) this yeah I'll start I've seen three episodes of this. This I've
1: seen all six.
0: Yeah, to me this is just, like, the laziest version of Boilerplate. Like, the premise is the show, and just, like, yep, the acting's not great, the wigs are bad, uh, the, the twists they throw are, like, not very interesting, the writing feels kind of bad and hackneyed, uh, I just this show is like to me just the wrong side of mediocre whereas Reboot is on the other side of mediocre like I don't think this is like a wretched show or anything I want to like burn down opposed to everything you just said was "It's it's
1: a piece of shit it's a piece of
0: shit it's a piece of shit it's a piece of shit oh but it's not so bad it's it's well lit. It's well shot. Nobody You just said the themselves. writing was
1: terrible, the acting was terrible, and the story is terrible. Yeah.
0: So I mean, take a stance. If you right. didn't
1: like it, you didn't like it. That's I mean. fine.
0: It's, it's boring. It's, it's okay,
1: then then that's yeah. fine. Then yeah. don't pretend, I mean, then don't say that it's, because you're afraid that I liked it or, it's just, or you it's just boring. don't want it. That's certainly
0: fine. worse things. It's not offensive. It's right. boring. Right, so that's, that's fine. That's where I'm it was coming just down.
1: all of the things that you yeah. just said really sounded like, this is terrible, this isn't good, and yeah. this is awful. And if you don't like it, that's fine.
0: It's boring. But okay. What do you think of it?
1: <laughs> um, had I only watched the first three episodes, I would be more tipped to agree with you. Um, I don't agree that the writing is poor. I, I do believe it's a little slow. I think it does depend on the, uh, the beats of surprise. Like, oh, his mom knows. Oh, he brings home another victim. Episodes four, five, and six, you get some more background on who all of the characters are, and there's some more interesting stuff going on story-wise, I think. The one thing that I think is very interesting about this is that it does not in any way take the fact that he's a serial killer and he kills people. He there. It's not a joke. It's not like Dexter where you're rooting for him to kill these people because they're awful. He's killing innocent people for no reason because he's damaged. And this isn't a dark comedy. I know people think it's a dark comedy. Yeah, it's knowing, not funny at all. Knowing that the people that wrote it are the people that wrote The Americans and showrun The Americans should set you up for you are not watching a dark comedy. You're not watching Dexter. You're not going to laugh. You're not going to root for this guy. And I'm going to go into a little bit of spoilers here, so give me 30 or 45 seconds if you don't want it. At the end of the third episode, he brings home a victim, and he puts him in a room. And Steve Carell has to try and save this guy. And he can't, because... The serial killer is a serial killer. And they don't think it's funny. And it's somewhat harrowing. It's not violent because you don't really see it. You see Steve Carell's reaction to it. And at first, he's able, the first time he thinks that the guy's going to kill him, he gets the mom to come down and she stops it. And the second time, the mom just hides in her room and he can't get anybody down and he kills the guy. And It does not in any way make this a joke, which I think is interesting. I don't know why this is the story they wanted to tell, whatever. That's, you know, that's between them and whoever they pitched it to. But I do think they are taking that part of it seriously in the. This is a fucked up guy and we're investigating his fucked upness and he's a serial killer and. Sometimes they kill for no reason, even if they think they have a reason. And what would that look like if they had a therapist there? I do think that is sort of interesting. I totally get why it's not for you. I get why it could be boring for you. I was a fan of The Americans. I still haven't finished it because there's a lot of that. It's heavy. And there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's dense. I will finish this. I... Can't say that I think it's brilliant, and I can't think that say that I'm gonna like put it on any list. I do think that the acting is good, and I do think that the writing is interesting, and I find it fascinating that these two people decided to do this weird thing in a somewhat realistic way, even in a really outrageous idea.
0: I like that uh, Donald Gleason's character is a food inspector. Turk right. guy yeah. I thought that was like a funny nice touch and he keeps bringing home like, yes. like foods, food from yeah. these places yeah. and it's so sort of like sort of like so normal and right. like no that's yeah it's like that's a funny I I yeah. actually appreciated I mean that was one beat that I was like oh this is also sort of funny
1: he's a huge Kenny Chesney fan which is super <laughs> weird and he like follows him around and goes God. to shows and he's like part of the I can't remember what they call che- the Chesney group like you know what they do the Chesheads. Called... yeah no but it's something about foots like like barefooting or something i can't remember (laughs) anyway so he tries to play on that to get him to like you know disassociate from and it's yeah i think it's really interesting i don't know what that means yeah but we'll see cool i I think i have as lukewarm and like i don't think i like it but i think that it's not terrible that you are i'm like i like it and i don't think it's great
0: yeah, but, you're also just a little more wired towards crime stuff, murder yeah, stuff, and like more yeah.
1: like that sort of weird dark writing. I, yeah. I like to go those places, and yeah. I'm interested in that weird stuff. So, yeah. and the fact that it's not true crime, I enjoy because it's like it's I don't have to. Right. I can be interested in the story and it's not real and it doesn't make me feel dirty.
0: Right. So, right. Yeah. Like we
1: can investigate these corners without ha- having to be, you know, Evan Peters playing Dahmer, which I know I'm going to watch, but I am not going to feel good about it.
0: Yeah. I've been looking forward to your reactions on that. Yeah. Based on everything I've heard. Yeah. Um, that is the patient on Hulu. Um, I will go through some of the stuff I've been watching on my own. Um, Saw The Woman King. I don't want to go too far into spoilers because Fanny is seeing it Wednesday. Um, I will, And I want to talk about it with you when you see it because I think we can do a whole follow-up conversation. Uh, I will say that uh, I really liked it and I want to give a special shout-out to Thuso uh, Mbedu as the main sort of actor. I think uh, Viola Davis is getting a lot of the, like, big press around it, and also Lashana Lynch. They're both amazing, but wow, this central performance, who's really the main character of this movie, is incredible, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. I just, yeah. I think we should just wait because I really like this movie okay. and I want to talk about it with you. So you're um, giving
1: it ups, and then we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah, and it really like challenged me in a lot of interesting ways, and it'll be fun to talk about once we right on. see it. So um, I also watched... Uh, Andor, which is a show that I did not care about. My funny story about Andor... It's just
1: three of Fanny's favorite actors in it, and she's still not
0: gonna watch it. When this show was announced, because it was the character, it follows the story of, it's like the prequel to Rogue One, a movie that I was like, well, whatever, I didn't really care about. But the character's name, played by Diego Luna, is Cassian Andor. And originally the show was called Cassian Andor, and every time they said it whenever anyone was talking about it, I was like cassie and andor like is this like a (laughs) like a love story in star wars and i was like what the fuck is this thing and then i was like oh that's this and i was like oh they're calling it Andor now they solved that problem yeah um i like this show and i've hated most of the disney shit like baby yoda i think i was complaining about mandalorian from the start i think it was like cute when it started it got very boring very quickly i thought that Boba Fett show was wretched I thought the uh Boba Fett uh uh what's his name Kenobi show was just like a massive waste of um know McGregor the show I was just like so primed to just be like I don't care I don't even care about Rogue One this show is smart it is good all the reports you have heard about it's it it's not being- Rogue One it's Andor You just said
1: I did not care about Rogue One.
0: No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like I was not trying to care about this because I didn't really care about Rogue One. Um, And it is basically like people have been saying it's sort of the prestige-like HBO version of kind of Star Wars, which I was like, oh, God, that sounds also terrible in a different way.
1: Justin also hates, you know, succession
0: (laughs) and all. (laughs) I like this show. It's got a lot of heart. It really seems to like get the sort of like political underdog thing in a great way and that sort of desperate thing there are cute robots but they all look like beat up to fuck you know there's like no like there's no cutesiness in this at all fiona shaw plays uh this sort of mother figure oh my god put fiona shaw on everything she just makes everything so good there are points in this that are really like Surprisingly moving. Um, Selen Skarsgård, who, as uh, we learned pre-podcaster... What do you mean, we? I, yeah, what do we mean, we, white man? Uh, <laughs> Selen Skarsgård, who is not related to Peter Skarsgård, but you is have related... To, have I to, have to think about it. Name. Alex and Bill. I don't, I'm like, all of them, they don't seem related to me at all, so my brain is all broken. Um,
1: Except that Alex and Bill look like each other and look like their father, and Peter doesn't look like any of them.
0: There's one that's hot, and there's one that's old. <laughs>
1: That's the only two There's that two read. that hot. That are hot. <laughs> I mean, I think Peter Skarsgård's a good-looking guy, but he's not like hot. You know, he's like you know, you're you, he's married to your friend. He's married to your friend Maggie, uh, right? And, you know, and right. they have a little girl named uh, Ramona, right? Uh, yeah, that's because they're my friends. You know, they're not, but they should be. But Bill and Peter are both hot. I mean, sorry, not Peter. Bill and Alex are both hot, and they look like their father Stellan, who was hot when he was young.
0: Okay, trust he's, me, he's good in this. That's He's all a I'm good actor. Say. Um, there are great set pieces in this uh, that are really exciting, but it's like, I mean, it's funny. A lot of people have been like, oh, it's slow and it's boring. And I'm like, I love this. It's good character work and like a great.
1: Oh, I haven't heard. I've heard nothing but rage. Yeah, honestly.
0: it's um, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun in a smart kind of slow political thriller kind of way. Um, I'm. I mean it's not making me yet like I'm going to go rewatch Rogue One but I'm like if they end this well I might it's that good. Um, I
1: really liked Rogue One.
0: Yeah, I mean it's making me wonder like what I me. Yeah, what I was not seeing in it but now I'm sort of like it. I mean, Diego Luna's character I did not connect with in Rogue One and this is a much, they're like laying the groundwork for that character. And I'm like, oh, this is actually really well done and I'm sort of, you're building an actual canon character here in Star Wars. That's interesting. Um, and I love that he's like, you know, the kid for me to Mama Tambien is like, not Gabriel Garbers. Uh, what's that? God, I'm getting his name wrong. G- Gale, Gabriel Gale. Gail Garth. Yes. Gail yes. Um, García. Garcia, yeah. But he gets all the Press, I feel like, and I love that Diego is doing right. cool stuff and building his own kind of lane. Um I also saw Moon Age Daydream. This is the Bowie documentary question mark. Uh it's a it's sort of like a two hour David Bowie retrospective video. Uh this is directed by Brett Morgan, who did uh Kid Stays in the Picture and some other interesting okay. documentaries. Um it is I love this. I, it's funny. I've been reading a lot of sort of stuff recently about people being like, uh, if you like, if you lo- like, if you love Bowie, you're going to hate it. If you're just sort of like a middle of the road person or you don't, or you're like a 20 you know, year old learning who Bowie is for the first time, you're going to love it. I feel like, fuck you. That's a little condescending. Um, but I am somebody who I think I've talked about on this podcast before. So i always been super impressed and respects Bowie and, sort of the older I get the more I appreciate everything he did for like Mm -hmm. queer culture and especially in kind of music and uh but I never really let the music or never felt the music in a sort of emotional way it was sort of always at this like remove like yes that's an important part of theoretical queer history right um and this movie really like sells the music in a wonderful way because it sort of tells that story but really digs up some sort of, uh, to me, and maybe this is where I'm revealing myself as a basic Bowie bitch, like a bunch of covers and live things that I've never seen before where you're just really like kind of swept away by the... By him. And the comprehensive vision Mm -hmm. of what he was trying to do. And I think so much of his art was visual. And I think for most of us of our age... um, you know, Or
1: emotional.
0: Yeah, right. Or emotional, yeah. But we sort of like grew up with like... You know, uh, you know, let's dance was the first thing we were exposed to, and it was cool, it was weird, it was chilly, it was not like the earlier Bowie, and then we kind of heard changes. Maybe we'd heard that before or whatever, but we were just that age where we were sort of in this Bowie limbo space where he himself admitted he was in a limbo, and it's fun. I love Let's Dance, that's a great song, but it gets it that sort of journey for him and sort of what he was thinking about. It's there are no talking heads in this movie. It's literally just like very quick cuts of like him talking performance, uh, movie clips, not only of like his movies, man who fell to earth and, uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Mr. Lawrence. And also, I think there must be some hunger in it, although I didn't even spot that directly. And then there's even like a crazy sci-fi bookend where they film these, like, people on the moon finding the skull of Bowie, and it's they have cat tails, and it's very silly and whatever. But um, I, I liked this movie. I would say if you're a Bowie fan, don't miss it. Go to the biggest screen you can with the biggest sound system and, you know, eat an edible if you need to. But just, like, <laughs> this was a, it was a... It's a moon-age daydream. I hate to be so corny, but it truly, wow. like, lives up to its name of, like... I don't know. I just... I I was... I felt like I was on drugs in the best possible way, and I was Excellent. not. Excellent. Uh, I'm still watching Wings of Power. I'm still liking it. It's not as good as those first two episodes. Uh, it's fallen off a little bit. I think I, I'm realizing that J.A. Bayona, who I talked about last episode, I think, when we talked about this, he's so good, and he was like, give me those two scripts of all the good monsters and the adventure. Right. It's getting a little like, the folly of man, and I'm like, oh, God, this is what I was like. I don't care about the folly of man. Right. Yeah. Um, I still am enjoying it. I think the Galadriel character is great. She's it's fun. She's getting to have some fun now instead of just being like the serious elf warrior or whatever. Uh, I'm still watching She-Hulk. I don't know what's wrong with me. What
1: is the? Why um, are you so broken?
0: I don't know. I I can't, it's so bad, and I like Tatiana Maslany so much. And as you said, watch Orphan Black. I know, and I need to clearly. This is what it's the universe is telling me is like turn this crap off and go watch Orphan Black. Also, Chamele, Jamil—they Chimil, wasted her. Mm-hmm. So she's so bad. She just has nothing to do in this. It's mm. so everything about the show is terrible. Stew the Meat Man from—I'm sorry, what now? Just Stew the Meat Man from, uh, uh, sorry, Meat Man from um, uh, *Strangers with Candy* shows up as Mr. Immortal okay. in this episode. He's also in uh, the *At Home with Amy Sedaris*. Even it's like when you got him for a whole episode and you waste him, something's really wrong. She-Hulk. Still sucks. Newsflash. <laughs> um, Ring Shout. This is a book, uh, a novella that I just finished. It is very fun. It's very fast. I tore through it. It almost felt too quick. Uh, this is by an author, P. Jelly Clark. Um, it. I don't really know too much about this author. I gotta sort of dig into it. It is sort of like, what if... It's It's a little Lovecraft country adjacent, uh, but it's sort of like, what if clansmen were actual demons, and there were a tribe of women kind of, you know, badasses who just like fought the demons and what would that look like. It's really fun. I think it's gonna somebody's gonna adapt it and probably fuck it up.
1: Um <laughs> yeah. but it's
0: got some great character writing. It's got a little of that kind of buffy energy, but with a, a lot of kind of history stuff and it's very clearly written, uh I mean I looked it up, it's written by a black man. And so it sort of gets it doesn't skirt over the sort of uh, the pain of what it's talking about in any kind of nice. superficial way. It gets real when it needs to get real. Um, it reminds me a lot of Lovecraft Country, like the show especially. Um, I like it. It's good. It's nice. like, thrilling. It's a fast read. Feeling. I think you would love it. Nice. Um, all right. What you got this week?
1: Okay. Have you seen Outlaws on Amazon? I have not. This is an odd little show. Um, it has the really tall guy. What's his name? The really tall British guy.
0: Um, like
1: who was in the office? The British office? Oh, yeah, yeah. I Why his can't I think of his damn name? Anyway, yeah. he's in it, and Christopher Walken is in it, and a whole bunch of other people are in it. And it's about these people that are having to do community service, and then they have a heist. Okay. Yeah. This is a delightful little show Ooh. that I had no idea. It's in its second season. I've just finished the first season. Delightful little show. You should check it out. Um, it's funny. It's sweet. It's silly it you know it doesn't have any impact on humanity but it's a lot of fun it's called outlaws it's on amazon i don't know where it came from but quite delightful what the hell is that guy's name
0: i'm looking it up right now and i still don't know thank you Stephen. Stephen something merchant merchant yes oh from the british office. yes from Got the it. british okay. office yeah
1: the big tall gangly guy yeah. who was in that horrible hello ladies or whatever yeah, yeah that guy okay. anyway um you should watch the show nice. it's kind of fun try it It might not be for everybody, but Christopher Walken is always a delight for me, and since I don't have any more severance right now, I have outlaws.
0: Give us severance.
1: Yes, please. Um, The other morning, I turned on Hulu, and I said, you know what? I'm going to watch this show, which I will hate, because it is absolutely in no way for Fanny, because it's animated. It has potty humor. It has stupid, stupid, gross, for no reason, violence.
0: I'm shocked you put this on. I'm curious what...
1: Aubrey Plaza...
0: That was the hook? That was the hook. Bobby Plaza.
1: I love her. I started watching Little Demon. Six episodes later, I'm like, where's the fucking finale, you assholes? Because I thought we had dropped it all. We had not. I have to wait two more days for the finale. I have cried three
0: times. I've heard people are emotional about it.
1: This is a very sweet show. It's a very gross show. It is a very potty humor show. I... Found it to be delightful. Yay! And I was completely confused by the fact that I found it to be delightful. I love that. Um, the demon, some of the demons are adorable. It has v- no less than Michael Shannon and uh, the sister from Minx plays the next door neighbor. Um, all kinds of other delightful voices that I won't even I'll let them surprise you. Oh my god, it was so fun. Nice, Delightful voices. Central Park is back. Justin has also watched some of this. Again, we're never going to get the zeitgeist that is the first season. Yes, But the characters are still wonderful. Stanley Tucci and David Diggs are still great. You still get to listen to, you know, Catherine Hahn and uh, Leslie Odom Jr. do their thing. Kristen Bell has shown back up as another character, so that's awesome, too. She plays Catherine Hahn's sister. It's still, I mean, it's still 80 times better than anything else on television. It's not the first season. I don't, I have given up needing it to be the first season. The music is not nearly as good as it used to be. The stories are still great. I just have to give up the wanting to listen to all the music.
0: Yeah, although so. I, have to, I just watched the episode with um, where they're basically trying to recover the password on a yes. hard drive. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, these songs are great." Yeah,
1: they're fine. Yeah, yeah, they're not. You know, yeah. there's they're not.
0: The, it's a hard thing to write music. Yeah, the,
1: and that magic of the first season, the, the, all of that music is just yeah, so it's so good
0: woven into the character productions, yeah. which yeah. I think is the problem now. It just feels like here's a random song.
1: Right. Yeah. They they don't have that same spark. And yeah. I once I let myself let go of that, yeah. I'm much happier. Um the final season of The Good Fight has started again on Paramount Plus. There has been two episodes. I have watched one. I love this show. I need to watch this show. I love Christine Baranski. We I don't really know love why this show. you have not watched this show or The Good Wife you would enjoy the hell out of them. Christine Baranski is so good.
0: And I can skip Audra the McDonald's, good wife and go straight to can. the good fight. You can you don't okay. need to
1: know. I mean, if you need to know some background, I can give it to you. Okay. I mean, the good you would probably enjoy the good wife too, but yeah. the good fight's so much better. Audra McDonald's delightful. Um, the I can't think of her name, but she plays like the now she's a little baby lawyer, but she was just a uh, like an intern or whatever and a private investigator. It's it's so good and it handles really wonderful topics well and it's funny and it's weird, you know, because it's the kings. It's the same people that do evil. It's, you know, it's, sometimes it just goes weird places or, like, drops some sort of strange thing that you're like, wait, was somebody on hallucinogens? Yes, yes, they were, only they <laughs> didn't tell you. Um, just Weird stuff, and I love it. Gary Cole, who I adore, is in this. Alan Cumming is coming back this season from his, and reprising his role from The Good Wife, and he's so great. I just, I'm going to miss the show when it's gone. Nice. And I'm glad it's here. Um, Cobra Kai on Netflix is back. I spent a day watching the show as I always do. I watch them all, and then I'm mad because I have to wait a year. I don't understand the math of this show. <laughs> do not understand how karate town has turned into one evil guru is going to take over all of the kids and teach them bad karate and then the world is going to come to an end i don't understand why
0: no one calls the police wait is Just, it really like world ending stakes is i mean it's not right? world
1: ending stakes but it the, the implication the town, like is kids. no 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 okay. the implication is that this guy's going to like you know do teach bad karate to all <laughs> the kids like all over the globe and i'm kind <laughs> of not kidding <laughs> Like, I don't understand the stakes of this show. It started out as a, oh, do you learn anything as you get older? And what do we teach our kids? And like, sort of like looking back and like doing nostalgia pokes at like, look, they're at the arcade and they're playing that song. And here's Johnny doing something that, you know, Daniel did. And isn't that cute? And his son. And it turned into bad karate guy take over world and nobody call police. It's. Like, don't understand it's
0: the rare show that was better when it was on youtube
1: (laughs) and yet no i mean i don't know i mean i and yet i love this show i'm going with it whatever this i must this is what people who watch the fast and the furious are happening they're like sure why not yes now they're in outer space in a camaro sure so i'm like now this guy is teaching bad karate You know, juju to the kids of the world, and that's real bad, and we all have to stop it, and nobody has to call the police. Like two episodes before the end, Daniel's wife finally said, That's it, I'm calling the police. And I jumped out of my chair and cheered because somebody was thinking rationally. And you know me, my first instinct is never call the police. Right? So.
0: (laughs) But it's not bad, though, in, in Karate Town.
1: I love this show, put it in my veins. I don't understand it. And I never want you to watch it because not only would you hate it and shit on it and, like, it would blow up your brain and really upset you, then you would go back and watch the original movie and decide that it was bullshit. So please never watch the show. totally safe here. Okay. Went to see The Invitation, which is the new sort of, like, Dracula thing with the cute guy from the reboot of uh, Gossip Girl. Um... Who apparently is also a singer and beautiful N- uh, Natalie, I can't think of her last name, from uh, now I can only think of House of the Dragon, um, from Game of Thrones. This movie's just really boring. Oh, no. Like, it should be campy and fun yeah. and stupid, and they, like, like throw these little, like, oh, it's Jonathan and Mina Harkness in, and, like, like you know, they don't ever just say Dracula outright, but they give you, like, there's the three, like, she's supposed to be the third wife, so there's right. the two other wives, and, like, if you know the Dracula lore, you know what you're, what's, right. what's happening right. here, right. you know, familiar. but they don't ever completely tip their hand. I mean, right. yeah, they show it's they vampires, but they don't ever call him Dracula, or, but you're there, Right. Except that it's so fucking. It should be a campastic fest. It should be, you know, the hunt. It should be ready or not. It should be knives out. Instead, it's just fucking boring. Ugh. So that happened. Uh, saw Breaking. Also playing just in the theaters. This is John Boyega and Connie Britton. And oh, wow. Um, Michael K. Williams' final performance.
0: Oh, yes. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's uh, based on a book called uh, He Didn't Have to Die. Spoilers <laughs> in that title. It is based on a true story of a vet who the VA fucked around, didn't pay out benefits because they said that he owed them to a student loan, which he did not own, which he did not owe them to. And so they he ended up taking hostages in a bank to try and get, some uh attention to his case and he had an ex-wife and a little girl who still really loved him but he was very broken from being in Iraq and the hostage negotiator that tried to save him. John Boyega gives an amazing performance. Connie Britton is really good. Mike uh the two women, the one is Daya's mom from uh Orange is the oh, New Black. Yeah, She's nice. in it. She's fucking great. She's so good. Um At least I do think it's her mom. Um, No, it's her mom's friend. It's the the more serious one. It's not Daya's mom. Right, right. Um, It's the more serious, her friend, her mom's friend who's more serious. I can't think of her name, and I'm sorry about that. And then the woman who plays the bank manager is excellent. She gives a very contained and yet powerful performance. Um, Boy, I guess just great. Just fucking great and it's an extremely depressing film it's not a film you should probably watch while you with someone who's going through a mental health crisis and you can't get help for um, that was a little rough, but also a somewhat cathartic because it wasn't just us. Yeah. Um, it's worth checking out. I'm sure it'll be on streaming someplace soon because I, I don't think check it's, out. um, He's you know. He's
0: also so good in The Woman King that I'm yeah. just on a boy I get kicked, it's so. It's
1: kind of a dog day afternoon yeah. type of social, you know, justice type of, I expected it to be slightly more like action filmy and it wasn't and I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. It's just a moment in time movie, and it was really good, and not uh, super gory. Just FYI, most any any most of the violence, if there is any, it happens off screen. Uh, yeah, violence that doesn't happen <laughs> off screen and in theaters, and scars guards. Uh, <laughs> is a movie called Barbarian. Parker and I saw this in IMAX because we are badasses. What?
0: It was in IMAX? Yes. Oh, my God.
1: Twice during this film, we turned to each other and said, I think this was a mistake. Oh, no. No, no, no. no, Not because it was bad. Just because we were in IMAX and it was terrifying. Disgusting and scary. Well, and scary. It was much more, like, not even loud, disgusting, which it was those things. But it was like, we have enveloped ourselves in this world and it's not going away and we're going to walk down this this alleyway with this person or this dark corridor and something's going to jump out at us and even if we are completely curled upon each other with our hoodies pulled down as far as we can we can't escape it (laughs) had a somewhat drag me to hell feel and uh, justin long is in it as well um
0: but not campy, right? Like, it's, like, more... No, like,
1: there's some camp.
0: Okay. There's okay. some camp. All right.
1: There's quite a bit of camp. I, mean,
0: I kind of feel like this is a made-for-Dave-Beeman movie.
1: It kind of <laughs> is. There's some camp. There's some... It's funny, because it's, like, smash cuts to the... It's two very separate stories, but they come together... Right. Um, ...in a way that you wouldn't think work. It's short. It's, like, 91 minutes. It ticks right away. It uh, might be 101. Anyway... It's a weird film. I think it's a good film. It scared the shit out of me. It's violent. It is not for Justin. Um,
0: Could I, I mean, watch it and know when bad things are happening and turn away? Or is it, like, surprisingly gross? Both. Okay.
1: Like, the very first act of violence surprised <laughs> us. And it's very violent. Okay. And it's gross. Okay. Um, like, I would... Off, off mic. I would tell you where it was so that you would look away because nice. it's gross as hell. Okay. Um, Scarsgard's great. Um, I can't think of her name now, but she is also great. Uh, it's it's fun. It's not a it's not a great film itself. It's super watchable. Um, Justin Long plays a douche bag, <laughs> and that's a lot of fun because he embraces that. Nice. Anyway, so check it out. If you had to choose between Breaking and Barbarian, please watch Breaking. Um, What's something you know about Fanny?
0: Doesn't like space.
1: Hates space. Space! (laughs) Boring. Hate space. Hate every piece of space. Don't want to see shit about space. Don't tell me about NASA. I don't give a shit about Mars.
0: I was literally telling Fanny before the podcast about uh, the satellite today that exploded. The asteroid that was coming to kill us could not kill us.
1: Eyes glazed over. Eyes glazed. Do not care. Fucking hate that shit. Don't care at all. Know what? Know what show I'm super invested in now? Yeah, for all mankind on Apple Plus. I don't know how this happened. (laughs) Nobody will shut up about this show. I wrote it off because it's about space. I knew that Sarah Jones uh, Jones was in it. Like Sarah Jones. I knew that the woman who plays Molly Cobb, who I can't think of, was in it. She was also in this terrible show called. think the heist anyway with Peter Krause and um, Marielle Enos who I love terrible show it's Shonda Rhimes show last season don't watch it. it's not good um, but, but the woman she was also in the show and she plays Molly Cobb on this and I can't think of her name she's British she's also American but she has a British accent anyway Joel Kinnaman love Joel Kinnaman have loved Joel Kinnaman and everything even everybody says he's a charisma suck he is not you should also watch the fall with Marielle Enos and Joel Kinnaman Okay, fine. Nobody will shut up about this show. It's not just about testosterone, fucking astronauts in their Corvettes. Fine. Fuck you. I'm going to watch the show. I'm going to hate it. I cross my arms across my um, across my chest because Little Demons didn't have a season finale. <laughs> so what was I going to watch now? I'm going to watch um, for all mankind. <laughs> a really good show you guys and it's not just about the men it's actually about the women and it has this weird sort of alternate history it's okay so the premise if you don't know if you've been living under a rock premise is what if Russia had landed on the moon first how would that have
0: shifted history
1: and it's really good I'm How almost far all. Are you? I am almost all the way through the first season.
0: Nice. Yeah, I and mean, I heard there are time jumps. That's yeah. Like, I th- yeah. I have not
1: yet gotten to. I mean, like like a couple of years. I haven't yeah. gotten I think to each a real season. One. Takes a real yeah. time jump. Well, there's yeah. only been two seasons, but the third season is supposed to take another. jump. The Third jump.
0: just aired. I think. I but, think the second just okay. ended,
1: and that they're about to do like like I know one just ended, and I know they're going to do another time jump. But yeah. I thought it was just the second. I'm curious that about
0: this, and it's like. Yeah, it's probably
1: for you, actually. It's It's like you may be the guy. Oh, Chris Bauer. I love Chris Bauer. He's great. I think it's
0: Ron Moore of Deep Space Nine fame, so I think it's... Uh, See,
1: I can still make fun of you about space, even though now I like this show.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: I have to look up how many um, seasons there are now, because I'm curious.
0: I think the third is Okay,
1: you look it up, and I'm going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale.
0: On Hulu. We need a... This is a good closing rant here. Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm.
1: the show is still on
0: (laughs) Uh, no no change in
1: no no it's still on (laughs) and you know what it's going to be on for another season after this
0: I know that's what broke me
1: and you know what they have the rights to the testaments
0: oh god oh no you
1: know what they're going to make the testaments
0: Do you think that's going to be part of this show? No, they're not going to... It's 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 on Hulu.
1: It's going to be its own thing. Same showrunner. Has that
0: been announced already? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I heard
1: him talk about it on The Hollywood Reporter when he said that thing that I will never be able to forget and I'm not saying it on air and I'm still sorry that I told you about it because I will never forget it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying it. Anyway, I don't like this show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care for it. Alexis Bledel is gone Samira Wiley's great I love her I wish she would leave I wish she would take an Alexis Bledel and go because she's better than this show there's so much glaring at the camera and especially since um, she directed the fir- Elizabeth uh, not Olson. that's the good Elizabeth <laughs> Elizabeth Moss directed the first three episodes and oh boy she likes herself a lot Ugh. um the like same it's, old, same old. it's the same old same yeah. old and it's you know they're upping their stakes sort of and this one's going to be like uh, you know Serena Joy is going to take her fucking revenge but at the same time it's kind of slow and i just i'm going to yeah. keep watching it because Because I hate myself. Can you
0: do this for another year after this? I I can. can, Uh,
1: I can. You don't know the shit I've watched to the end, (laughs) Justin. (laughs) I can do this. My hatred will fuel me.
0: I would say you're taking one of the team, but I don't know what team would possibly send anybody to that fate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to take better notes about all the shit I hate. Right now, I'm still... Yeah. Right now, I'm just focused on that interview that I heard, and it really upsets Uh, me. Um yeah, this isn't a good show. I
0: don't know what... It's like there's nothing to add except more Emmys for whoever... Yeah, what and it's vote just going to
1: keep coming. Yeah. And, and I am on record as saying, I didn't like The Testaments and it broke my heart. Yeah. And so now they're going to make a show out of it? Yeah. I,
0: and, and especially that team. It's mm-mm. like, yeah.
1: It's, and
0: I've never felt better about bailing on a show. Me, it's very freeing.
1: Whatever the hell his name is, Mike Mangella or whoever who plays Nick... He is no Aiden Quinn (laughs) because Aiden Quinn played him in the movie and he was the only good thing in the movie. Yeah. And why did you put this boring ass guy who looks like – I mean I know that he and Elizabeth Moth are not that different in age. They look very different in age. Yeah. They present very different in the way that they are. He has a very kind of – he has the most interesting story. He and Bradley Whitford have the most interesting stories and you know how I feel about Bradley Whitford. Right. And he's, now he's got this new wife who's sympathetic to June and, and all of that. And that's like the most interesting thing about it, except they have no chemistry, no matter how much people tell you they have no chemistry, because he looks like he's 12 and she looks like she's 80. Yeah, I really and thought
0: I, in the earlier seasons, I thought, oh, he's going to be gone soon because he's a minor <laughs> character. And it's like, oh, no, he's no, a major
1: character. No, he's this... the romantic lead, yeah. even over fucking Luke, who is a snack
0: exactly. <laughs> and can act. Yeah, the show does not I mean, I think right. Max
1: Minghella is doing his his best yeah but he just they are very different types of actors he was on disney yeah she's elizabeth moss and as much as i don't buy into her shit anymore
0: yeah
1: she's what she brings to the table history wise is so different than him and it does not work doesn't work anyway
0: yeah i'll and let you know have you been watching handmaid's tale where can they tell us about it
1: you can tell us on facebook if you've been watching the <laughs> handmaid's tale only be careful so you don't get banned when you say mean shit <laughs> um you can just search for at the Nick's podcast you can send us a, an email you can do that at emotion to nix at com. you can find us on twitter that's at the Knicks podcast and i am on twitter at fanny v darling
0: and i'm at justin hardung on twitter and we will talk to you next time
1: bye